you're a video listener, watcher, video listener, if you're a YouTube podcast person, or if you're watching us live right now, you'll see that Todd is not here tonight. And Todd's stipulation, because we had some scheduling stuff that we had to work around this week, was if you guys do it tonight without me, you have to give me two bonus points. And sorry to say, Todd, it's not how this works. <laughs> so Todd is going to continue to remain in third place tonight. So that's uh, you have that to look forward to. But will Mike keep his lead? I think this might be the first time you've ever been in the lead in a week-to-week bout. Like, you've, you've like, passed up and down during games. But I don't know if there's ever been a moment where the episode ends, we go a week, and you're the current scoreboard leader. I don't anticipate holding on to that lead, so... I don't know, Mike. Okay. You, pulled, you, you pulled out games last week that you have not played. I mean, yes. It is true. But, you... again... Uh, that was a fluke one and done we'll see we'll see we'll see but we're not there yet that's the end we're not at the end yet we're just at the beginning so welcome everyone to the past control podcast a show where a couple of best friends talk with ladies in video games and nerd culture sometimes we have guests sometimes we talk about mike's cat too much either way we have a new episode for you each and every week as always i'm your host brennan groom and joining me on this lovely friday evening is the anime senpai himself sabans Michael Desir. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, you know, hanging in there. That's like how it has to be, right? It has to be called, like, you have to say Saban before you can say Power Rangers, like, in like a... I think it, I think you have to do that. I've done that for the last 30 years. What, you've said that? Sure. Let's say yes. Okay, I don't know. I, I feel like whenever, like, it, I don't know. I, th- I thought I remember that's, reading something. It was like, you have to say his name. That's marketing. I, I mean, maybe that's what he wanted. Because uh, well, there was a brief ever... period where it left him. You know, did it go to like Nickelodeon or something? Viacom? There was. It is like fascinating to look into that. Like how uh, the property sort of changed hands, I think. They, uh, were, it... they were walk-around characters at Disney World for a brief period of time. Wait, really? Yeah, I think That's kind of wild, actually. I think... Ninja Turtles were too. Yeah, I think it was sold. Mm. The The property was sold, and I do believe, yeah, it went to Disney. And then maybe they sold it back. It was one of those things where it was a package deal. I think a bunch of things just oh, okay. changed hands and then fortuitously, or yeah. depending on your stance, it went back to Saban at some point. I, I definitely watched, I don't know, I, I feel like I've at least like skimmed through a lot of those like Netflix shows slash documentaries that are like i don't know if it's mentioned in like the toys that made us one i'm sure there's a power rangers one i don't know if it's like talked about in there or something but um i definitely remember like getting a very abridged version of like what happened with things moving around maybe maybe it was not that you have to say his name whenever but i think it was maybe when the rights got to Disney or whoever else, they weren't allowed to say his name. Maybe that's what it was. Like it couldn't be like Saban's Power Rangers, which I don't know why Disney would want to do that anyway. But um, yeah. maybe just for like recognition, they would want to be able to do that if they wanted to. But uh, I want to look at this picture. Actually, that looks like that was after I stopped watching the show. That's Zio. That's definitely not Zio. Wait, that picture. Is it's them at Disney? 
The, no, the, the turtles. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's that's way older than right. The turtles is ninety to ninety six. Okay, that yeah. Okay, that. Our Rangers yeah. says a brief stretch in the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, that the... is. I've definitely seen the red and pink before, but I don't know the other three. Hmm. The turtles thing is interesting because turtles was independent, right? Initially, well, I'm, I guess a lot of things are, but because they they're like guys from Mystic Maine, aren't they? Like... Mystic Force. Okay, I have seen Mystic Force before. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I, like I was aware of it. Uh, what were we asking, Brendan? Uh, like East TMNT Minnesota. was yeah. initially like independent out of like it was, it was two guys in Maine, right? Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, they're they're New England. I'm pretty they're sure they're from Maine. Now. Yeah, they're either Maine or New Hampshire. I, I think it might be Maine. Um, but then I don't I don't know who picked up picked up the comics and then started pick. I'm assuming the toys were initially like Hasbro or something. I feel like that is probably what. Or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but it's I. I don't think I knew that Disney swooped in there at some point. I wonder why they sold it, or they they must have sold it back to them. I can't imagine they sold it to Viacom. I, the Nickelodeon thing is more more recent, right? I don't know. Will uh, this will this one be weirder for you? Uh, I think the I'll Disney send this thing, off. I mean, I think the Nickel Viacom Nickelodeon thing. I think. The, it's more recent, but you know it's still been along for a while. I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's been a yeah. while. I don't. I don't this. even know what the fuck that is. I don't like this at all. Barbie? That is Barbie at Disney World. Like Disney owned Barbie at one point. I, she showed up in the parks. I don't know how that. Like, I don't know how the agreement worked, but yeah, hmm. I don't know if it's going to be uh, like Disney owned it or they just had the like some to sort of deal to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I mean, kind of like a. There's probably not going to be a a Barbie Land theme park or a, you know, whatever a Hasbro theme park so, or Mojo Mattel. Dojo Castle. Mojo Dojo Castle, yeah. So it's like this. It's like the same. Yes, yeah, this is how the Mississippi. It's like the same thing with with Mario. Like they're not going to make an. Into, even though I think they, and if it was in the right place, I think they could have pulled off doing a like a Nintendo theme park that they own. But like. It, it, doing that whole side of business where that's not where your business lies is like not just making a theme park. It's so many other things that you need to hire people for and do. So I, I guess it just makes more sense to slot them into. I swear to God, one of the girls in, in this crowd is just blossom. <laughs> it's just blossom from the show. Blossom. The one with the hat that's and cool. the flower. The on it. Yeah. I don't know, that's that's wild. But yeah, she drove around in that pink uh, Cadillac. Pink Cadillac. That's what that's what I always think of when I think of Barbie. I think pink Cadillac in Disneyland. Right. My thoughts too. Also joining us tonight is uh, the Disney Daddy himself, putting his Disney flex on fucking real time by just dropping all of these things that Mike and I seemingly didn't know about. Uh, Dominic Forty, Dom, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I actually want, I need to double check, but I'm pretty sure that the car that the Power Rangers are driving in used to belong to a different drive around character. And I want to show you guys the, those ones. The difference. Okay. They are <laughs> scary looking. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'll do some housekeeping things. 
Uh, this episode, of course, sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore of Massachusetts on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday evening, you want yourself something hot, something sweet, something fresh and tasty out of the oven, you can head on down to one Washington Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you're unaware of what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and at Good Morning Chubby and educate you yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. Uh, a couple you know, other quick you know housekeeping things. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't I see the like, picture come through. I feel like Brennan wants to say more things, but I was watching. Uh, I was watching Paul Shear's Twitch channel at some point, and he was showing like old home movies was his. And I don't know if he said he went to Disney. It might have just been like a place. It might have been someplace else, but like they used to do those things where, uh, they would record you in like your favorite show, whatever. Like, yeah. They would have acting stuff, and one of them was Dick Tracy. And, uh, oh, is that Dick Tracy? Yeah, those are the bad guys from Dick Tracy. Okay, I, I, I mean, I knew it wasn't this, but uh, looking at the three, I don't know, I guess villains looking at the camera, they just look like that one sketch from I Think You Should Leave when he's like yeah. in fucking yeah. prosthetics in the mall or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Dick Tracy also, he's is he the original mask? Mask wore a yellow suit, right? Uh, among other things, was it yellow? Or was it like orange? He could have sworn it was yellow suit. Maybe not. I don't know. Regardless, this past Halloween, though, or October in Salem, there was this one guy that Mike and I walked by that had, like, I don't, was it a good mask outfit? I don't know. He was just out there all day. Like, we saw, we saw him early in the day and then later on we went back out he was still out there fucking getting it in i, I don't like <laughs> which which version of the mask just like his regular suit mask he was in the suit and or did he, he have his like mock, face or was he in like the uh chiquita banana costume uh no he was in the suit but he did have a hat does the mask always wear a hat i don't remember uh, the hat with a feather in it yeah, I feel like generally he has a hat yeah, of okay. some sort. But I, I, I don't know. He, I normally I don't, remember seeing his bald head. I don't think he had a mask on, though. I think he painted his face green. Right? Well, and that's just not... I don't remember anymore. I, I'm not even sure if I took a picture of him. I don't, I don't think I did. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> a couple of quick housekeeping things. Uh, I we are, we are closing in. We are a month out from PAX East. So if you're going to be at PAX East... There are not one, but two panels that you can come see me on. Um, the first of which is a panel that I am hosting on Friday, sorry, Saturday, March 22nd at 9 p.m. in the Condor Theater. And if you're listening to the show uh, right now live or later this weekend on your podcast feed or wherever you listen to the show, you are the first to hear of this panel publicly. I haven't put it out on the internet yet. I'm uh, doing a few behind-the-scenes things to tidy it up and get it ready ready for a little announcement on social media. So this is the first little, uh, not tease, I'm just telling you that we have a panel on uh, Saturday, March 22nd in the Condor Theater at 9 p.m. Uh, the panel is Video Game Cocktail Party, Sipping on Our Favorite Games. And it, I won't read the whole description, but that is the title of the panel. Uh, it is a 17-plus panel, so if you're listening to the show and you are under 17 you 
I don't think you can go at all. Maybe you can go with a Guardian. I'm not really sure. I don't really know why you'd want to go to that panel anyway. But, you know, hey, there's that. So I have a wonderful guest of panelists with me uh, that I will hold from revealing today. And I'll talk about them every other plug leading up to it. Cause, just because it's not public yet. But uh, it will be public this weekend. So you can look forward to that. And then I will be a guest Sunday at noon. Let me pull up the actual... I almost just clicked the Discord window on my computer and it would have changed the, it would have just like put Discord as the stream right now and that's not what we want. So let me pull up really quickly. The other panel is uh, Sunday, March 24th at 1230 in the Albatross Theater. It'll also be streamed on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PAX2 if you can't get to the show, you can't go to the panel while you're there, whatever it may be, you can watch it live over there, or I think PAX does leave the VODs up for however long they're allowed to leave them up, so if you can't catch catch it, you should be able to skim the VODs for that day and find it, um, but it is going to be a Nintendo, I'm trying to see if the title of the panel is here, I'm not sure if it is, um, but it is a Nintendo DS retrospective, and I am a guest on that panel with a bunch of other amazing panelists and a great friend of the show host, Jacob McCourt. So if you are interested in that, you can come hang out and check that panel out on Sunday as well. Uh, anyways. Oh, I guess the other, you know, other big thing is Final Fantasy Rebirth, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which we will talk about tonight. Uh, the review embargo has lifted. So my full review is over on our website at passcontroller.io. So if you want to read my thoughts on that game, which we gave a nine, well, I gave a nine out of 10. Uh, I'm Todd may have a different opinion, but my, my score is a nine out of 10 for that video game. I went back and forth quite a bit on where I was going to land. Um, I think there were definitely points where I was hovering closer to eight. There was maybe a brief moment where I considered a 10, but as I got to the end and saw the whole thing through and mulled it over for a little bit, uh, I think settling on a nine was, was where I felt the most comfortable in my personal opinion. Uh, so you can read that over there and don't worry both tonight on the show when I talked about the game. And if you go read that review, neither one of them have any story spoilers whatsoever. I very, very brief, not even briefly or vaguely, I very, I don't really talk about the story in any meaningful way outside of just like my thoughts on some things, but nothing that is plot related, nothing that is anything specific. There's a paragraph in the middle where I mentioned two very small dialogue things that are from side quests that are not story spoilers. So it's very spoiler friendly if you or spoiler spoiler friendly the right term to say no uh no like no i don't think so i feel like spo okay spo I feel like spoiler friendly means it has spoilers in it yeah okay this is it's a spoiler, spoiler free. free gotcha okay so regardless both tonight on the show when we talk about final fantasy 7 rebirth and if you read that review neither one of them will spoil the game for you in any way so if you are worried about avoiding spoilers um I mean, I read a lot of people's reviews after they all went live. I didn't really see any people, at least the people that I know that wrote reviews, spoiling anything. So I don't, I don't think you have to worry about the reviews that have gone out uh, 
yesterday spoiling anything so i think you're in the clear there but i can't speak for everything and i can't speak for everyone but i will just simply say our stuff currently spoiler free we will have a spoiler cast at some point where we'll dive into everything um but that's not beneficial to you now and you can't play the game yet so uh you can look forward to that you can check out the review that'd be awesome and later this weekend or early sometime next week you will get the chance to see the Final Fantasy VII cocktail that will go up. Uh, we'll see which day. I'm not sure what day it will go up yet, but it is over, sitting in the in the chamber, ready to ready to go. So, without further ado, before we get into all that stuff, uh, have you guys been playing anything different? Anything new going on? Uh, no. Have you to follow up from last week? Have you bought Suicide Squad and or Tekken? Have you made that decision? Uh, no, I kind of forgot. Have you played anything this week or no? Not really. I, every once in a while, I'll pop into Persona 5, uh, Persona 3, rather. Have you made any, like, meaningful progress or still kind of just meandering? Uh, I think I, I basically, um, got as far as would let me go in Tartarus, and I don't know when that actually progresses. So I've gotten as far as it lets me go in Tartarus, and now I'm mm. just kind of dilly-dallying in the real life. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Now that, now that I can say that I played Rebirth, um, I, I was playing Reload, and then immediately had to switch gears to Rebirth, which took uh, a solid... I forget what my final hour count was. Maybe, I don't know, somewhere around 70 hours. So I didn't have time for another very large RPG or really any other game. I, I didn't play anything else other than podcast night, Fortnite with you guys the, in those last few weeks. So, but now that I'm out of that and I can take rebirth out of my brain for now and, and not have to play it uh, every time I'm playing something reload is like on my, like near the top of my list for a thing I want to play next. I just think I might take a small break just cause I went, infinite wealth almost immediately into rebirth and it's like do i want to go immediately into number three long rpg like do i want to do that three times in a row but i might i might just have a little buffer and i have i will get to it playing a game called bellatro and i will get to that shortly uh and that i think is going to not only be an amazing game uh but i think it is the right buffer for me to be like I got this now. This is what I can chew on while I uh, digest Rebirth still. What about you, Dom? Playing anything? I finished Senua's Sacrifice. What do you, what do you think? What's, the, what's Dommy's take on it? Um, it's fairly short. Yes. Um, the... I've, I've already read that they've worked on this for the sequel, but the... Um, the combat mechanics needed work. Um, it was like pretty stale by the end. There was only like, I don't know, four true enemies you could fight at any point in time. Yeah. The, the um, combat in that game is, is odd to the point where it feels like, I don't know. It, it, it kind of feels like maybe it's added because they thought like the game needs combat to like four people, but, there wasn't anything 
like remarkable or special. I think the rest of the game is much better than the combat scenarios. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, the game definitely like stalled at combat points. Um, um I thought the like dealing with mental illness thing was really cool. Um especially playing it on the ally. I had like the surround from the handheld, like so like when she's like hearing the voices, like it was yeah. coming like into like into my ear, so it was like talking through my head. Yeah, which which they recommend when you turn the game on. Like this is better with headphones. I can imagine like yeah how like crazy it is if you played it with headphones. Yeah, it's um, uh it's it's very good with headphones. Also disturbing at points, but it is it is good with headphones. It's so you're supposed to be in the head of somebody yeah. that has uh, exactly psychosis. The- the the thing with that and what I'm looking forward to with the sequel and also terrified of the sequel because of it is that like I think that that studio is extremely good at like obviously visually that game and the new one both both are visually impressive but it's also like probably some of the best audio design like in any anything to be honest yeah. like it's it's really well done to the point where it's like I don't know. It, it it is the thing with that game and what I am expecting the second game to be is that like they're just experiences. It's some maybe sometimes hard to quantify them like as a game in regards to how some other games of similar caliber would maybe be because it really is just its own thing in a lot of ways. It's yeah. kind of just doing its own thing. Um. Yeah, I mean. There's games that I've played that do something similar. Mm-hmm. Like Jusant was pretty similar, where it was like yeah. more an experience than it was like I don't know a game, I guess. Yeah. Um. Which I'm fine. Like I mean, I, Immortality, which is a game that did you ever play that yet, Dharma? No. I tried and it wasn't working. I was trying to play on uh, Netflix gaming Netflix. on my phone. Can um, you do that with, like with a backbone attached, or does it not change anything? I don't know. It's it's available on the when you were iTunes. when you were playing it though. It was like uh, I was playing it on the touch Apple screen. Store. Yeah. Okay. The Apple Store has it as like a Netflix gaming that you can download mm, natively okay. on the phone. Um. Yeah, I don't know what they'll do with uh. I don't remember what Hellblade Two is called. Senua's. Uh, is the first one Senua Saga? Oh no, the second one Senua Saga. The first one Senua Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Okay. Because I feel like by the end, she's controlled the voices. So I don't know what they'll do for the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, but, I'm intrigued. I think, I mean, it's definitely going to be something to experience. Yeah. It's definitely a game that I'll play this year. Um, yeah. And then I have started um, Seven Remake. Oh, okay. Have you gotten far at all or no? Not really. I'm, I think I'm in Chapter 2 right now. What are your thoughts, like early thoughts on that so far? Because you never played the original either, right? I don't. I feel like I started it and never finished it. But I, I mean, yeah. it's like obviously very visually impressive. Yeah, it's it it is. I mean, it's it's funny. And we, I don't mean to go on this tangent, but like it is very visually impressive a lot. Then there's like weird things that are like extremely terrible in it 
and it's usually like background stuff and it's like not important it's super nitpicky and, and dumb but for a game that's like over the top gorgeous it's really weird when there's moments that are just like not that it's, it's like why bizarre. didn't you finish that kind of thing yeah it, it it's it's really just like if i'm remembering correctly it's like moments where you're like high up somewhere in midgar and it's like clearly just the background and it's like listen this game is already doing so much like it is what it is like it and it really doesn't matter like it's not an actual like i'm not like fucking striking the game for it it's just like it's just like a thing that stands out because the game is so beautiful more often than not remake was a ps4 game correct yes and i i don't believe rebirth has a ps4 version which i think uh and remake was originally supposed to be a ps3 game correct uh probably i mean remake had a long 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 life cycle well this whole thing did i'm sure it was all kind of i don't i don't know at what point like the history of this new trilogy plus dlc uh and it wasn't advertised as a trilogy yeah that's what i I got like i don't think it was i'm not sure when that was part of the plan like maybe it wasn't part of the plan and then it changed i'm not really sure to be honest um but yeah that's definitely i think i mean they they turned a 30 hour game into likely 120 hour game yeah probably i mean the section that remake encompasses within the actual game of final fantasy 7 is a very small portion of the game like it is it is not and rebirth which which we will get to in a second is is a much larger part of that game it's it's most of the game um which now puts in my brain having finished rebirth knowing where where this game ends and knowing what's left in the original game at least it's almost what what is this last part of the game um so we'll we'll see i i expect it to just be more like a remake where it's more like remake where it's like here's a much smaller like footprint of what the original game was but we're going to do all of this stuff within this thing um so yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm curious to see where you land on that after you finish it. Because for me with remake, I never played. So my relationship with seven original is the original game is that I never pl- ha- played it. Never had it. My brother, my older brother, maybe had it at some point, but I don't think we ever did. Um, because he didn't really play RPGs, but we had a demo disc from a PlayStation underground magazine that had a small section of the game on it. So as a kid, I played that demo. There was other games on it too, I think, but uh, I played that demo over and over, but that was like the extent never bought final fantasy seven, never bought it as a teenager or an adult kind of just like whatever. And then, you know, fast forward over 20 years later, remake comes out. I play remake my opinion on remake has changed since it has come out and since I've played it. Cause initially I was like, not super excited for it. I don't have that nostalgia, uh, that other people seem to have. Um, so I wasn't excited for it in that way. And it was part of a trilogy, you know, all these things. I was like, it didn't seem like something I get to right away. It didn't seem like it was like super exciting for me. Bought it on a whim. And it was a whim because I fucking bought a digital version and just started playing it, which I don't normally buy digital games and, and that have physical versions available. Um, so downloaded it, started playing it. 
liked a lot of it, had a lot of issues with it. Came away with that back then. We did a spoiler cast on that game. And I probably, we weren't really giving review score numbers at that point, but I probably said on the show, and if I didn't, I definitely know I said it in private conversations with like Cam and Todd. I would probably give that game like a seven. My opinion changed on a little bit. I'd probably give it an eight, <laughs> uh, which is not like anything remarkable. It's just like I, my opinion has gotten better of it the longer it's been since I played it, which would have been 2020. Um, but I did, after I played it, made me go back and play the original. And I'll say, if you want to play the original after or at some point, like I bought it on Switch and it's like, you can fast forward through stuff and like you can, I don't know, like I'm not playing Final Fantasy VII original me personally to like grind out and like try to, you know, play this game in a way that I would play if I was like younger maybe or had the time to play. I was really just playing it to get the story and get the characters and see the game. So I played the whole thing. I just, I, I sped it, sped it up. I think you can, there's definitely things you can do in the version that's on switch. That's like makes it not easier, but like allows you to like, I th- it might give you infinite like revives or something. I don't know. There, there's something you can do that. Like, cause the last boss fight is not easy. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to kind of cheese my way through this. Cause I'm, I'm not here to be like, Oh man, wipe the fucking sweat off my forehead. I just want to see the game. So, um, but I think it's I think it's worth like the praise that Seven gets the original game. I think the people that love it that much like it's deserved. I think it is a good game. I think the characters are great. Like I, I think it deserves a lot of the flowers it gets. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see what remake does for you and kind of where you land. It is funny to see that like where. And if we follow through with it, like you're playing remake, we've both talked a little bit about maybe playing like Metal Gear games this year, like kind of just like picking things that we didn't really play before from, you know, at this point, decades ago. And to be fair, the companies are doing it to us. Yeah. Well, they know that we got seven remake. We got Metal Gear remake. Um, I don't know. We got, uh, the Final Fantasy Pixel Collection last year, just another yeah. way to play the games. You know what I mean? Like, which I'm not gonna lie, there's a part of me that wants to dive into that next as the next thing I do. Because I, I, you have a sealed copy of that still, right? Yeah, you can buy. I think they started to go on sale like individual games. Like, yeah, I think I think you can buy them digital a la carte. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. So. We'll get to Final Fantasy, even though I guess it just makes sense to talk about Final Fantasy now since we're already talking about it. So, Rebirth, like I said, I gave a 9 out of 10. I think that that game is spectacular in a lot of ways. I won't be surprised when the game comes out that people are saying this is their game of the year, this is the best game they've ever played, or like, I, I won't, none of those things will surprise me. Um, did it do that for me? Uh, no. Well, it, like it didn't. It didn't make me go. This is the best game I ever played. This is a nine out of ten, or this is a fucking masterpiece. Whatever. Like, it, it has its moments where it hits those points for me. But, um, I think I don't. I don't even know. I, I'm like, I've talked so much in private about this game with other people who have reviewed it, and 
I feel like I'm not able to verbalize it right now, even though I've had this conversation so many times. Mike and I went to see Advent Children last night because they were playing it in theaters uh, the last two days. As like a, I think it's just as a celebration for Rebirth coming out. I don't know if there was another reason for it. There was like an anniversary. I have no idea. Regardless, we went and saw that movie, and Mike didn't particularly care about spoilers, so I we did I did talk at him about the game for uh I don't know things, but it is to, to quote to quote both of you, it is a game. And it's a good game at a lot of points. Like, it is a very good game. I think to just get the bad stuff, I guess, out of the way and then kind of gush a little bit about it, the two things that I had the biggest problems with were I think the game has some unfortunate pacing problems a little bit on the story, but more so just on the game itself. So a game is, I think, 14 chapters long, somewhere around there. Um. And there's a lot to do. It's an open world game this time around. There's a lot more locations. There's a lot more places to see, more people to interact with, more party members, all these things going on. And I think that a lot of that stuff functions really well. And I think a lot of that stuff flows very nicely. But the game has so many moments where it adds, like we kept saying it adds mini games. And I don't think everything is a mini game, but it will take simple things and turn them into just they'll just gamify them where it's like all right you're gonna do this uh, like you know get a new chocobo and it's a stealth game to get the chocobo and i certain things slowed the game down so much and some of the mini games are great and fantastic and you go to gold saucer in this game which if you play the original you know is just like the casino game area and for a game that goes to a place that literally is for you to play mini games. I feel like they could have done a better job funneling more of this other stuff into that section. Cause there's still a ton in that section, but then they also sprinkle it throughout the game. And sometimes it works and sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's funny. And then sometimes I'm like, I just want to keep going. I don't want to keep doing I don't want to keep picking up crates and throwing them at a switch. Like, this is not fun. It's just slow. And that was some of those were some of my problems with Remake, too. Like, Remake, I think, has a lot of moments where it just kind of slows things down. And it has, you know, puzzles that are not really puzzles. It's just, let's push this crate very slowly that you can clearly see goes from here to there. And there's not really anything there other than let's just move this thing from point A to point B slowly. And I don't know. I, I just think some of those things could have been executed a little bit better, especially in this game where there's so much additional content. There's so much side content, so many side missions, so many other things to do and explore. There's no shortage of things to do. Like even if you were going to mainline this game, like just blast through it without doing any additional stuff i want to say it would probably bare minimum be at least somewhere between 20 and 30 hours um but even that would be like you you got to be like white knuckling it skipping things and just going um th there's a lot of stuff in there so that was one of my bigger things was just like 
especially there's a point in the middle of the game where it feels like you kind of get strung along between like heavy section of minigame things, heavy section of minigame things, heavy section of minigame things. And I just don't think it needed to be that prolific. Tease me with it. Like you want me to, you want me to know this is here. You want me to experience that. Give me a little taste. And then if I want to go play it, I'll go play it. Uh, I think, I think it needed a little bit more of that. But when the mini games shine, they're fantastic because there's a whole card game built into this game called Queen's Blood that was one of my highlights of this game. I still can't th- stop thinking about it. I very rarely take meteor side quests in games like this and like run with it and go all the way to the end. And I beat every Queen's Blood, Queen's Blood player in the game. I sought them out. I was close to like getting towards the end game of this game and wanting to get to it because I wanted to see the story so I could, you know, just dissect it and think about it and just know what happens. Because, um, I, I mean, if you're... I, well, actually, I won't say anything because Dom doesn't know these things. But I'll say, like, if you know where this game, Rebirth, ends in regards to the original game, you know that it ends at a, like, very pivotal story movement. So, like, I really wanted to get there because I wanted to know what's going on um, and all that. But the Queen's Blood was like one of the things towards the end because you can't finish. It's like a long side quest if you want to do all of Queen's Blood. And I like went off the rails to be like, nope, I'm going to finish Queen's Blood because this is really, really something cool and, and fun. And it's not just a card game. Like it's a card game that has some of the craziest characters in the game in there, like just random people and things and, and whatever. And it has a cool side quest attached to it, like its own little story. So it, it was a, it was a very enjoyable thing. Like definitely a highlight. Like if you, because I feel like I don't even typically care about card like spinoff card games. Even though I'm going to talk about Bellatro in a second, which is a fucking card game, but it, it just it's really well done and and a fun time. So I would definitely recommend uh, playing a little bit. the The game will funnel you into it. It will, it will introduce you to it and kind of make you play it a few times. But I think if it clicks with you at all, you should definitely seek it out because it's it's one of the better things that that game has hidden. Not even hidden because it, it 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 does beat you over the head with it. But it's one of the better things there if you seek out the full quest line of that. The other thing this game does extremely well that I think is a highlight of this game is that you spend so much more time with this cast of characters. And I think a lot of the conversations and a lot of the side quests that are f- focused around side care around party members and a lot of the like even just the like incidental conversations when you're in cutscenes when you're walking through the world and stuff. There's so much more humanity ingested in, injected into these characters, and I think they they just do a really good like the voice acting is really good. The games dialogue does a really good job of kind of just showing a lot more depth to the characters and it it's the first time well not the first time but it's the most that any final fantasy 7 related thing has ever made me care about these this cast of characters like it's really really good in a lot of ways like barrett shines on a lot in this game uh i mean they're all good even like you'll see it more dom as you're playing remake uh like cloud is kind of just like he's kind of just like a hollow character at points and he's like very short and like very like 
stoic in a lot of ways. And he still is that because he's still cloud. But there's little more moments where he perks up a little bit and little moments where he changes. But it's also just like this cast around him is so much more just the in the world around him because even the side characters and side missions and just like other things in locations like even him just still being like his dialogue response being no it it works so much better because everything else around it is just so much more uh so that's like some of the best stuff for me and then the combat is just i mean the combat is 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 fucking butter like i We'll put it on anything, slice a knife through it, goes right through. Like it is unique because I don't think there's really any other game that does this sort of hybrid, like turn-based action thing where it's like you can slow it down with menus. You, you have you done a lot of combat yet, Dom? I can't remember how slow the beginning of the game is. I played. I mean, I've done a boss fight. <laughs> oh, because it start with the bombing mission. You did the fight the robot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is the combat like has it clicked for you yet, or is it? confusing i mean i understand it i still think i like 16s better okay yeah 16s is definitely more action like focused when i first played remake and i think todd had the same opinion it was both like kind of what like we couldn't get a full grasp on it but once at least for me once it clicked it like reminds me of something else and now i can't think of what it is I feel like there is another one that kind of does that, like, you're in the fight until you, like, want to make, like, a secondary selection, and then you can yeah. kind of slow the world down. But I, I can't remember what it was that I was recently playing that does that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like how it works a lot, and once you get, like, flowing and going, it just, especially, like, later in the game where you have a lot of abilities unlocked and all these things, it's just, like... It's so so fun. I don't know if you know about the like the combat in these two games, Mike, but basically like it is a actiony game, but so Final Fantasy VII original had a thing called the ATB gauge, which was basically every person on the battlefield has a meter that has to go up and you can't do an action until your meter fills up. And everyone's on that timer. You can do things to make the timer go faster or slower so you can maybe attack more or whatever. And the way that this game works is you have regular attacks that you can keep doing and that helps fill your meter. Once you have meter, you can then do a bunch of other things. Use items, magic, abilities, whatever it may be, synergy attacks. Um, And when you go into like the menu thing on the fly, which I think is just like pressing one of the triggers. I can't remember now or triangle. I don't fucking remember. I played this game. I just played this game for 80 hours and I can't remember, but you press one of the buttons and it pulls up in the bottom corner, like a small menu of like what you want to do with any of the characters. And the game doesn't stop or pause. It just moves extremely slow. So it's like, there's still a little bit of, I can't just sit here and like wait. Cause if you do eventually the collision will happen like people are gonna attack you or whatever so it just i don't know like i i love this like it goes from super fast pace to like slow down but it's like not a real slowdown it's like i don't know it's it's like a cool little it's not a gimmick but it's just like it's a cool way of kind of merging a game that was a turn-based game in a more like fast fluid action like rpg i don't know it's it's really cool i, I love the combat in this game 
It makes me sad because after whatever the third game is called comes out and is done, they probably won't ever do this battle system again, which makes me sad because I, I think it's really fun to play around with. Um, but yeah, the c- combat in this game is is phenomenal, which I expected because I really like the combat and remake. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I talk about it in the review. I talk about more of the stuff in the review if you want to go read that. Uh, and like I said earlier in the show, we'll we'll have a spoiler cast at some point after the game comes out with... Uh, you know, a bunch of guests on who have also finished the game so we can kind of chat about that in depth and talk about the things that I'm sure people will be talking about for quite some time after the game comes out. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like I can't say more. I feel like I can't say more about it. You want to say something, Mike? You're smirking a little bit. No, I'm laughing at something else entirely. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I don't know. It's good. It's a good game. Nine out of ten. The last thing I want to talk about before we wrap things up is a game that was sitting in my inbox, and I had to wait until I finish everything I needed to do with Rebirth. That, as of I think yesterday was the first day I played it, or maybe two days ago. Regardless, I've already played it for more than ten hours. <laughs> a game called Balatro, which. It's seemingly having a lot of breakout success. A lot of good good word of mouth has has happened over the past two days. It's only been out for like two days. Uh, it is a poker roguelike, which for me is I like I love poker, and I never play poker anymore. And I feel like most poker video games never hold my attention. Like, I never want to play a poker video game, even though I love poker. I used to watch poker. Like, I I liked poker a lot for a long time. And I like playing cards. Cards are just fun. But I also don't, like, never really click with any of the card roguelikes. They never seem to, like, grab me. So when I had seen this, like, poker roguelike fusion, I'm like, okay, this is definitely, like, up my alley let me let me get my hands on this thing maybe it helps me that i know the rules of poker even though this is not poker um you haven't played it yet dom right so it has a lot of the same rules as poker like you are playing to basically play poker hands like you want to get good poker hands like playing a pair is not as good as playing a flush or or whatever. Like you want to get good poker hands. So you start each run with a a deck of cards, 52 cards, four of every a suit for uh, four suits for every card. Like you have all the cards. That's your deck. As you progress through each run, you know, the same thing with any rogue, like there's a lot of randomness. So like you can't, you can't necessarily like do all the things you want to do because you're at the mercy of a bunch of different uh, systems working together. One of the main systems is the jokers, which you have a separate thing on your screen to hold initially five jokers. You can unlock other things that might open that up to more cards, but the jokers 
augment your deck in different ways or augment how you can score your your things. So there's like, you know, jokers on like the more easy strategy side like oh this this will give you a multiplier bonus for your score if you play a flush and that's what the joker is and then on the higher end of things it's like when you're trying to really get get into it and build out deeper strategies there's things that like you know the joker to your right will get destroyed every turn and will feed into this card and make this card's multiplier bigger you know blah 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 so like you want to like there's like a way high level strategy that you can keep building on and learning and unlocking new cards. Um, and I think what I like about it the most, cause I think, I think if it was a different way, it would maybe p be harder for me to, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I would still enjoy it, but because you start with just a deck of cards, each match, I think that's what keeps me like fully fucking wrapped in where it's like, I'm not building a deck. I'm, I'm just taking a deck of cards and then, based on the mercy of what the run is giving me, I have to make my decisions kind of on the fly of how do I want to build this run out, which I think most roguelikes do. Um, so there's that whole element. Then there's like multiple other systems at play, like the Arcana system that introduces Arcana cards or, you know, like tarot cards that all have their own different types of augments that can augment individual cards, augment your deck, augment jokers. There are um moon cards which will augment like they will change how a certain hand so like hand being if you play a flush it's going to give you this amount of points in this multiplier but if you were to get a flush moon card and apply it to your run it would make flushes better and you can do that for every style of hand with the corresponding moon cards and then there are vouchers, which are like permanent upgrades within the run that kind of carry over, and those do different things. And then there are... I feel like there's one more card that I'm forgetting. Uh, did I say supernatural cards already? I don't remember. No. Uh, th those will essentially like... Those are, those are a little more like high risk, high reward. They'll do some kind of bigger changes to your deck or to your hand or to your jokers. And it's kind of like you got to cater to that if you're going to choose to do that. Um, and each time, so in the way that it's set up is it's a it's a run is eight. What they break them down is antes, so like eight eight rounds of poker, and each ante is a small blind, a big blind, and then a boss fight, and they ramp up in difficulty. So. The the two blinds, the big blind and the small blind, are the small blind and the big blind. Those will be like you need to you need to clear X number of chips, which is like the run currency per match. You know, like at a poker table, like chips. So it's like you got to get four hundred chips to beat the small blind. You can choose to skip the small blind, and in choosing to skip the blinds, in in a particular ante will like give you other potential augments but the trade-off in skipping is you can't make money for your run by doing that nor can you go to the mid-match store which would allow you to buy more jokers or more card packs or whatever it may be to augment and give you better abilities and stuff so there's a lot of like 
for a game for a game based on poker where you're not betting with like chips based on the hand you're getting you're betting in every other way of like is this the right gamble do i want to take this shot or do i want to take this shot do i want to open this pack or that pack do I, like it's all these like mini gambles on the side it all just like it feeds into the poker theme super well obviously it's built around how poker operates with not just the deck of cards but all of the scoring systems are built around poker hands specifically texas oldham hands um it just all works works really good like i th- this this is my this is this year's fucking vampire survivors for me i'm going to play this game too much um i'm it's very very good if if roguelike card game is of interest definitely check it out if roguelike poker game is of interest i i think i will be surprised if you don't like it uh it's it's very fucking good like again i i was desperate to win my first run i had so many long runs that went well blah blah last night i got my first win and then i almost got my second win right after i was i was so i was so close i lost the final boss by like a thousand chips it was so so aggravating um i'm in a discord call with with a bunch of uh friends of the show and Alex and Bryden, I'm streaming it in Discord, and they're watching me play. And I'm like, I'm getting down to the last few rounds, and I'm like, playing so slow and carefully, and like, discussing with them, like, what do you think I should like? Should I do this or this? Like, I'm leaning towards this, and like, kind of just like building a plan of like, how can we get you to the end? And fucking did it and it was like it was so good it was like three o'clock in the morning i'm like what am i doing this game is so good uh so yeah uh i'm gonna probably talk about this game more at some point even though that's kind of the gist of it and i don't expect my opinion to change on it like my i think my opinion is pretty locked in that like this is a fantastic game to the point where i i might i might write something about it just because it's it's really really good um like i I don't really think I have anything negative to say about it at this point. I've I've put over well over 10 hours into it and I've unlocked a lot of the cards and I've done probably too many runs. Like this game is easily a 9 or 10 for me. Like it's it is that good. It is a very very good game. I I the only way I can see someone potentially not liking this is if they just like simply don't like the rules of poker. Like if that's not an appealing thing to them. Cause I think everything else built around the poker system is very clever and it's, it works very well. And I, I don't really, yeah, I, I really don't have anything to say about it. It's a scratch of my head looking for something negative to say it's that good. So highly, highly recommend Bellatro. If any of that sounds like your jam, I think, I think it's on everything. I'm pretty sure it's on every, I don't know if it's on mobile. I actually personally hope it's not on mobile because that would be a game I would buy on my phone. Uh, and I don't need that in my pocket. Uh, Wikipedia says Switch, PS5, 4, Windows, Xbox, family of consoles. So there you go. I'm playing on Xbox. I think most of the people I know are playing on PC. But it's real fucking good. It's real fucking good, Steve. So, recommend it if that's your your jam. Um, but yeah, I think 
I think that will wrap us up. Unless anyone else has anything else they want to talk about. No. Okay. okay. Watch movies for next week. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I didn't fucking even bring that up. I didn't remember you doing it. No, I did not bring it up. Uh, The the PTC Movie Club for February is Mike's double feature. So that's what that's what Mike D stands for. It's Mike double feature. Um, It's actually it's actually a triple feature because we watched Advent Children, Mike. So we're going to have to do a whole episode on Advent Children now. I hope you're excited. The hell I am. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll watch um, Mutant Mayhem. Is that the name of the Ninja Turtles movie? Teenage New- Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, which I believe is on Peacock. Paramount. I knew it was a P. Um, and then the 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 chat. I don't have it. I closed creator. the tab. The, the creator. creator. I knew it was a C. <laughs> I knew it was a P. I knew it was a C. Friends just like yeah, I I know the first letter of a word. So yeah, we'll just work from there. I uh, I closed the tabs out of my thing. That's why I had everything up and I turned it off. Sorry, I apologize. But yes, we will talk about both of those movies next week. So if you want to listen to us talk about those, are we do have we decided? Are we doing just one episode on both movies, or what are we doing there? Uh, I don't know. It's your show, man. You tell me. Yeah, we can what? do. We could probably fit both into one. Okay. Well, then then let's make. I mean, uh, we can talk about it. It off might here. be a longer episode. But... Yeah, we we talk about it off here what we want to do, but we'll we'll figure it out. Um. So yeah, we'll do that, and then you're next, Dom, right? Or Actually, me? it makes more sense to do two separate episodes. Probably just in case somebody has watched one or the other. And yeah, that way you can. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll do two. I mean, and we won't artificially elongate them if they are shorter. They're shorter. If they're regular size, they're regular size. Whatever it may be, but we'll we'll deal with that you guys for one show, for one. Yeah. Movie. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was fine. Okay. Cool. Uh, let me pull the list back up. Are you next on or me? I don't remember. Uh, I, I think recall. what is this is February, right? I think I think, uh, I think uh, Dom, Dom is, is March. Dom is March. Yes, it's the same war as before. So is that you two have flipped? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Dom has March. I have April, and it's back to Todd. So we will uh, talk about those movies next week so if that's of interest to you make sure you watch both those movies uh where where is the creator mike do you remember uh hulu hulu so there you go but before we wrap things up of course we end every episode the way we end every episode which is the game and the the leaderboard for the year currently has mike sitting at eight points in first place dom in second place with seven todd in third place with four and about to get worst place by not being here tonight i'm just expecting todd to come jump in at any minute um and then cam is on the guest board with a couple of points but that's all we have for the guests so far this year but before we get into the game uh thank you so much for listening to this week's episode episode 407 i closed the tab out again like a real fucking idiot 407 we appreciate you. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do that in a bunch of ways. The easiest way to do that and the one that helps us uh, more than you'd think is leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the show. Leaving a quick five-star review is super beneficial and helping more people discover the show. So if you are listening to us on podcast feed somewhere out there, please take a moment to leave us a five-star review. It's super beneficial. 
As a reminder, we do record the show every week live at twitch.tv slash passcontroller. So if you want to watch the show live or if you want to see what we look like or you want to watch the VOD later, you can check us out on twitch.tv slash passcontroller or over on our YouTube channel. Just search the Pass Controller Podcast and you will find our stuff. Uh, there's a bunch of ways to give us money. If you want to do that, you can subscribe on Twitch at twitch.tv slash passcontroller. You can go to patreon.com slash passcontroller and you can go to passthecontroller.threadless.com and get some sick swag. Don't forget to put the PAX panels in your calendar and we'll see you there. But before we do, we'll play a little game that we like to call Answer Unlocked. If it's your first time listening, I'll go over the rules. Answer Unlocked is a game where I read the achievement slash trophies for the game. First person get the point. Gets the game, gets the point. Game number one. Run. Complete damn on any difficulty. You don't need to give me the full title. But there's a portion of it that you need to have in it for me to accept the answer. Now try gunning for 205. Complete facility on any difficulty. Fly away. Complete runway on any difficulty. Dual wielding. Complete surface one on any difficulty. Shooting cameras. Complete bunker one on any difficulty. What was the first word? Shooting. Old school rockets. Complete silo on any difficulty. Om seas. Complete frigate on any difficulty. Back again, part one. Is Complete this Goldeneye? Sir- it is indeed Goldeneye. <laughs> Dom gets the point, and that ties the first place spot. Uh, let me pull up. Where did the other thing go? Are those new achievements? Is that like I, from I, the I remaster or whatever? I think it's from the rare replay, I think. I, I had almost said in my head, I'm like, enter the Matrix. And then I could not figure out why that game would have achievements. Was it on 360? I don't know. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I immediately... It was PS3, right? It's on the GameCube. True. I might have Steam achievements if it's on Steam. I typically... Try not to just do stuff that's only on Steam achievements because I feel like that could maybe get murky. But I did do it one time at least because I did it for I think Kotor, mm. and Dom still got it. I just took Dom longer because he was like I was confused because that game shouldn't have achievements. Um, ba 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 ba. Watch me start reading achievements for like, I guess. Um, I guess Half Life was Battlefront, the like the original. Oh, was Battle... it Battlefront? Was that what I was reading uh, before? No, you were reading it for Kotor. I was just trying to pick another game that like pre-exist, like an original Xbox game. 
Okay. 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 These doors are waiting. Finish the Great Wall chapter. Via Caravelli, Venice. Finish Venice chapter. We are searching for the right place. Finish Offshore Rig in Maria Doria chapter. Blank stamps out Yeti. Finish Tibet chapter. To the sins and fortunes of Marco Bartoli. Finish Temple of... Uh, I don't know how to say that word, chapter. X-I-A-N? Is that... Is that Jian? Okay. Um, I think I've seen enough. Finish Home Sweet Home chapter. I only play for sport, still. Finish the, finish the game in less than six hours. I'll skip some of these. Finish that. Uh, crime and punishment. Lure the butler into the fridge. Wait for him to make a bad sound and lock him in there. This is oddly specific. Yeah, I have, and if... If that's not ringing any bells, I think this might not happen. Um, Lure the butler into the fridge. Would you would you like me to give you the through line of these three games tonight? Uh, I mean, probably yes, because in my head I'm like, maybe it's a Hitman game. But even if that's true... I wouldn't know the names of Hitman games. So because we talked about Rebirth tonight, I figured, okay, let's look at games that would have achievements from 1997. So this game came out initially in 1997, and it has, same with Goldeneye, at some point found its way onto modern consoles and has achievements. Okay. So this is a, these, all three of these games will be 1997. Depending on how this one goes, if it doesn't go well, then I will change the third game. Because I thought th- the third game would be Devil Horns. And maybe this one is. Butler into the fridge. That does sound familiar. I'll keep going. Maybe it will get easier. Crane dive. Dive to a lake from the top of the guardhouse. I'm not climbing the walls for this. Do not use the ledge, but take no damage from flying blades in the Great Wall. Is it? Ex- is it Assassin's Creed? Incorrect. Extinct is extinct. Defeat both T Rexes with no evidence. Oh, it's Torok. No, but Torok is a nineteen ninety seven game, and I almost made it this choice. <laughs> is it Jurassic Park? Incorrect. I'm not your tourist. Finish is it the Lost Ven- World. Incorrect. I'm not your tourist. Finish the Venice level without ever getting on a boat. Let's saddle up. Oh, jump. Then, uh, you can keep reading. Uh, jump into the boat from the highest height possible. Dino Crisis? Incorrect. 
No time for the plague. Don't let the rats bite you. There's a lot happening in this game. Cooler than Moonraker. Jump from a boat to another boat, making the first one blow up on mines. Oh, was also, it, is it Gex? No. <laughs> also, it's very weird that it makes a, a fucking Bond reference there. Well, that's why I went Gex. Emergency exit. Break any window with yourself in a jump. Let me skip through. Uh... Is it crash? Incorrect. Um, ba, 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 ba. Game has a lot of achievements. Um, Smart very, game. very hard boiled. Beat the game using only blanks pistols. I'll give you a out of out of this confines clue. This character is in Fortnite. Then it's Tomb be... Raider. It is. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know what. I there might be a more specific title for a Tomb Raider. I don't know what they are. You don't have to give me the full title, but it is not Tomb Raider. Mm. Laura so if Cross, you want Tomb Raider. <laughs> No. Well, I'm fresh out of ideas. You want to steal it, Dom? Or, Mike, do you want to keep going? Tomb Raider 2. It is Tomb Raider 2. I believe the full title is Tomb Raider 2 starring Lara Croft. That was a, that was a gentleman point. Dom could have very easily said Tomb Raider 2 because you just, just stopped. I was surprised that you pulled Tomb Raider, like that quickly because he said this character is in Fortnite, and i was like i have no fucking idea what this is now <laughs> i know when i said that i watched your face like there's a million people in fucking Fortnite. there's a million people in Fortnite, but i immediately like after i went kratos and uh doom guy i was like well it has to be someone from 97 and then Laura my, was going my brain i don't know if it could right be snake to, my brain went right to terminator so Oh, well. I was like Terminator I've never fought T Rex, so <laughs> I don't know what this is. I forgot um, what the T Rex thing. I'll be honest. All right, that ended up being more difficult than I expected. So we'll see how this Devil Horns goes, and we might change. Uh, keep in mind, this is just off the top is a ninety-seven game. Glover. Ramp Rampage it is not Glover. Defeat Rampage. ten is not Rampage. Defeat 10 consecutive enemies using standard weapons without getting hit. Apprentice. Defeat 10 consecutive enemies using only magic without getting hit. Gauntlet Legends. Legends. Damn it. Incorrect. But that is a good guess. Incorrect. Weapon Master. Defeat 10 consecutive enemies using special weapons without getting hit. Angeling. Obtain the bat, wolf, and mist transformations. You do need to give me the full title of this game. Familiar. Complete, collect all five familiars in this game. Demon Slayer. 
defeat Gaibon and Slogra. Bloodlines. Defeat Dracula in the Bloodline stage without getting hit. Is it Symphony of the Night? It is Symphony of the Night. I, okay. I didn't think... I was nervous that no one was going to get I it. I didn't know which... I was debating which one it was. Well, that ends the week with a tie in first place. Mike and Dom both with nine points. Todd way down there at four points. No, Bye, Todd. Todd. Todd gets us two bonus points. Two bonus points. I'm going to put as a in parentheses... Two bonus points because Todd he asked for it. cried about not being here. And we'll see if that even is a factor later. Because you know for the rest of the year now, Todd is going to go, yeah, but you play without me if I had two points. <laughs> You'll see. Right, next You'll next see. time I'm not here when you guys are recording, I'm asking for an extra three points. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask to be uh, just ceremonially put him back in first place because yeah. I wasn't here? Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode, episode 407. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you next time.